Welcome to the video. Don't forget to hit that bell icon for weekly videos on historical figures and stories. If you enjoy the content, be sure to subscribe. Some of you may have heard of King Ella from the show Vikings, and his brutal execution in the form of the Blood Eagle. In this video, we will be exploring the events that led to the particular death sentence that was known as the Blood Eagle, carried out by Ragnar's sons. These accounts will be based on the Gesta Danorum, the tale of Ragnar's sons, and the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle. To understand the meaning of the sacrifice, let's delve into the life of its victim, King Ella of Northumbria. First, let's look at King Ella's ancestry and early life. King Ella's early life and ancestry is shrouded in mystery, but this is what the sources have described. According to the Gesta Danorum, King Ella was the son of King Haim, a king in Britain. However, according to the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, King Ella had deposed King Osbert, and he is described as having no natural claim to the throne, portraying him as a tyrant, and taking the throne purely out of ambition, as he had no royal blood. The king before Osbert was Ethelred II of Northumbria, and much evidence agrees that Osbert was his successor. But if Ella had no natural claim to the throne, why does the Gesta Danorum regard his father as a king? Perhaps records have been lost regarding King Haim that was mentioned in the Gesta Danorum. Regardless, King Ella would become the king of Northumbria through bloodshed, and a civil war would soon rage on between him and Osbert. According to the Gesta Danorum, Ragnar would take a force of warriors and would begin pillaging England. He would soon attack the lands of King Haim and would slay him in battle. His son, King Ella, would not forget the death of his father. Soon after, Ella would become the king of Northumbria. Meanwhile, Ragnar would return to Denmark and his son, Ivar the Boneless, would meet him at his court. Together, father and son would go on an expedition to the Northumbrian city of York. They set sail and would soon see the shores of England. In the year 867, King Ella and his rival Osbert would ally themselves against a common enemy, Ivar the Boneless and his Viking forces. This is where the sources begin to differ. First, Let's have a look at the account from the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle. Ivar and his forces would besiege York. They would then break into the city, and there was an immense slaughter of the Northumbrians, and both the kings were slain on the spot. The survivors would make peace with the Viking army, and would then submit to them. This account seems to have happened after the death of Ragnar. King Ella was described as having been slain in battle, defending the city of York. Let's see what the accounts of events were in the Gesta Danorum. Ragnar and Ivar would arrive in York, and they would face off against King Ella in a brutal battle that lasted for three days. King Ella is described as fleeing the fight, as it cost much blood to the English, and very little to the Vikings. Ragnar and Ivar had just won an overwhelming victory. King Ella, however, was still alive 
and still wished to avenge his slain father, who had died at the hands of Ragnar. Ragnar would later summon his sons, and he would begin his invasion of Ireland. Meanwhile, King Ella would launch an attack on the Irish himself. He put to the sword all those who were closely and loyally attached to Ragnar. This conveys King Ella's obsession with Ragnar. Not only had Ragnar killed his father, but he had also ravaged his lands. King Ella would not forget his blood feud, and he was coming after Ragnar, and was slaughtering all of his allies. Eventually, Ragnar attacked King Ella with his fleet of dragon-headed longships, and a sea battle would commence. But this time, King Ella won, and he took Ragnar as a prisoner. Ragnar would be cast into a pit of snakes, but before he died in a courageous voice, he recounted all of his deeds in order, and at the end of his recital, added the following sentence. If the porkers knew the punishment of the boar, surely they would break into the sty and hasten to loosen him from his affliction. King Ella knew what this meant and told the executioners to remove the vipers from the pit. Ella's servants did as he wished, but it was too late. Ragnar was dead. Thus Ragnar, a most glorious conqueror, died a prisoner. Ella's blood feud was now complete, as he had executed his worst enemy, but at what cost? Ivar heard of the death of his father as he was watching the Viking games, which were strength-based sports, such as tug-of-war and the lifting of boulders. He did not show any signs of grief and told his messenger not to spread the word in order for a panic to not break out. Bjorn would also receive the tidings of his father's death while he was playing at dice, and he squeezed so violently the piece that he was grasping that he wrung blood from his fingers and shed it on the table. Ivar would conceal his grief, but why? Nevertheless, Ragnar's sons would assemble for one common cause, the death of their father. And so the blood feud continued, but this time, it was King Ella who had killed a beloved father. Ivar would then sail to England, and when he saw that his fleet was not strong enough to join battle with the enemy, he chose to be cunning rather than bold, and tried a shrewd trick on Ella, and asked for land as compensation for the death of his father. King Ella would oblige him, as he saw this to be a reasonable request. But this was all part of Ivar's masterful plan. He would begin building a small city with strong walls. He also made alliances with all the people of the country, especially with the leaders. And eventually, all the chiefs around him pledged loyalty to him. Meanwhile, his brothers Siward and Bjorn sailed to Ivar's new land with a fleet of 400 ships, and his other brothers, Halfdan and Ubba, would also answer his call to war. As soon as Ivar learnt that his brothers were on their way, he went to King Ella and told him that the sons of Ragnar are assembling, and that he needs to see them to broker a peace. King Ella agreed, and Ivar went to meet his brothers. In this meeting, 
Ivar and his brothers planned to launch a full-scale war, with their aim being the death of King Ella and avenging their father. Ivar and his brothers would lead this great force that had gathered, now known to history as the Great Heathen Army. The armies would soon face off against each other on the battlefield. Once the armies had met, many of the Northumbrian earls abandoned King Ella and went over to Ivar as they had sworn allegiance to him and would become part of the Great Heathen Army. King Ella then saw that he was severely outnumbered. Battle would soon commence, and it was a complete slaughter, with most of King Ella's men perishing, while he himself was taken captive. Once King Ella had been captured, Ivar and his brothers remembered how their father was tortured and killed. According to the tale of Ragnar's sons, they now had the eagle cut in on Ella's back. All his ribs were severed from the backbone with a sword. His lungs were then pulled out. In the Gesta Denorum, it states, and when they captured him, they ordered the figure of an eagle to be cut in his back, rejoicing to crush their most ruthless foe by marking him with the cruelest of birds. Not satisfied with imprinting a wound on him, they salted the mangled flesh. King Ella wouldn't be the last royal to die of the execution method that was the Blood Eagle. In the Hengskringla saga, it states that Halfdan Longleg, the son of Harald Fairhair, would kill his father's close ally, Rognavald Eysteinsson, and 60 of his men by burning them alive inside a Viking longhall. Rognavald was instrumental in helping Harald with his unification of Norway, and his death was felt by Harald, who flew into a rage after hearing of his friend's death. Rognavald's son, Torf Einar, in retaliation captured Halfdan and would perform the Blood Eagle ritual on him. In the accounts, the Blood Eagle was always carried out due to vengeance. This reflects that it was no simple execution and torture. The ritualistic execution had meaning to it. It would be performed on someone's most hated enemy. As to carve down a victim's back while salting the flesh, then hacking away at the ribs, and finally, pulling the lungs out to resemble a bird's wings, is no act a normal torturer would want to perform. In the Gesta Denorum, it describes Ivar and his brothers performing this ritual on King Ella themselves making it a much more personal execution, again, reflecting its meaning. As well as this, the Vikings believed Odin, the king of the gods, could turn himself into an eagle, so perhaps the ritual of the blood eagle was connected to the Vikings' religious rites. What better way for a Viking to avenge a loved one than to carry out this ritual sacrifice of an enemy to please Odin? The tale of Ragnar's death is tragic indeed, but it was a chain of events that led to his downfall. First, he killed King Haim, the father of King Ella, that initiated the blood feud. King Ella then killed Ragnar in his own way by having him thrown into a pit of snakes. Thus, the blood feud continued. Ragnar's own sons would kill King Ella 
with the Blood Eagle, completing the cycle of revenge. Little did Ragnar know that his death would culminate in the gathering of the great heathen army, who would later conquer over half of England. So the Blood Eagle was a method of torture and execution, saved for the most hated of enemies, but it also had meaning and was personal, and was also a possible offering to Odin. What are your thoughts on the Blood Eagle? Do you really think it happened to King Ella, based on the account in the Gesta Denorum? Or do you think that he was slain in battle, as it states in the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle? King Ella turned Ragnar's death into a humiliating spectacle by having him thrown into a pit of vipers. So perhaps Ragnar's sons wanted to retaliate and themselves killed King Ella in a humiliating spectacle fashion that was the ritualistic bloody blood eagle. Let me know in the comment sections down below what you think. If you enjoyed the video, make sure to like, subscribe and share and I'll see you all soon for another History Profile.